Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. What is it? What's happening with that cup of tea or whatever? Oh, fuck. Oh. I, put it, I put it on as well. I, know, I heard you put it on. I was wondering what This week, Saints and Sinners as Celts run out of cuff in Paisley. Rosenberg returns as the Europa League kicks off and we're off to Kelly to face Brendan's nemesis. All this and more on this episode of 20 Minute Tips. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of 20 Minute Tips. 100. I am joined this week by, as you heard them already, Stephen. Spoke before I was introduced, which is a cardinal sin on podcast with ridiculous. You sound a lot better than you did on the, the English Premier League podcast. Thank you. Uh, uh, as Patreon subscribers will know, I've been struggling with what seems like about a six month long <laughs> lurgy now. Um, I'm over the worst of it, but I'm still, the medical term is snottery. It's because you've got such a poor constitution. You grew up, <laughs> you grew up eating basically Dirt, boiled soup uh, worms and that. my pot noodles and you're suffering for it. Melly, you have a strong constitution because you were brought up an Irish stew, weren't you? Yes. How are you doing? Good. Um, so, <laughs> that, that intro was probably more exciting than the St. Yes, yes. match. Dull as dishwater. And let me just get this off my chest before we even begin, okay? No. <laughs> no, Brendan. <laughs> Not we're not having we're not having another season of this. There's okay? an episode title right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not having another season of this. No free passes. I don't care how many trebles you've won. We are not sitting through this pish week in, week out, turning up for the Angels games, turning up for the odd game, winning a cup final, everyone thinking it's okay. Meanwhile, us have to struggle every year. We're not having it. Okay? Rain doesn't mean Rangers are going to win the league, doesn't mean Hearts are going to win the league, but we need better than this. Melee. We deserve better. We deserve better. Go on your rant about the Huns. Oh yeah, that? I remember. Are we going to start this sort of whiny Hun stuff? Remember that? All that we deserve better stuff. Oh. Uh, well, I, I take it back. We, I, but they don't. We do. <laughs> we we absolutely do. Not the honeymoon. Not that the honeymoon period is over. But I'm not interested in double trebles in last year and this year and excuses. You, you need to start performing, especially against St Mirren, whose manager was a primary school teacher last <laughs> two weeks. You know why he took the St Mirren job? meant he could be a full-time football manager for the first time in his wee life. He was part-time before. He was juggling yeah, school right, teaching right. and uh, managing some Irish team. Melly. It was absolutely brutal. Said at the start of the season, not on the pod, but just to myself, I'm not doing it Talking again this yourself. year. Talking to yourself. I'm not doing it again this year. I'm not sitting through games and then coming on here and sugarcoating it. That was rancid again. And see when it finished 0-0? See by half-time? You could tell it was going to finish 0-0. We're just not creating anything whatsoever. Well, not good to watch. No, it was it was absolutely dreadful, and I, I'm struggling now. I'm struggling now to think of any moments whatsoever of any sort of excitement, of any intensity, yeah. of any, any chances. Really, there were a couple of chances, but never at any point did I think, "Oh, like, I'm jumping at my seat." Because I watched it. I watched it on TV. I, never at any point did I jump up and think, "Oh, that's a goal." Maybe Boyata's chance. Mm. They should have buried the header. That's it. That was the whole game. It's bad day when you get to see that boy out a chance. After he missed it, I thought, even 
if he'd have scored that, we wouldn't have deserved to win. Mm, it was right. like really reminiscent of remember the Ronnie Dyla game, Kilmarnock like away, where Rogic scored the absolute screamer in the last minute. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Except nothing, mm. no bit of magic, no bit of creativity. Just, just they could be still playing the now that old saying, and you'd be like, are they are they going to score? It's just we've shot ourselves in the foot the whole summer with this transfer window. We've decided to go free at the back because we had Dembele and Edward up front. We didn't get a right back, so we're stuck between two formations, I think. We, we can't go four at the back because Lustig's pretty much done. So we've no right back, apart from Gamby, but he's not going to play him. No. So we're playing this 3-5-2, but we've only got two strikers, and two strikers that haven't played together before, haven't linked up before, and now we're away to St Mirren, albeit we went down to ten men. What, why have three centre-backs? We don't need three centre-backs. It just means I, there's somebody less further forward. Well, let me just stop you there because you're wrong. It wasn't three at the back, was it, Stephen? Yeah, that was very strange. Um, if anyone doesn't realise what we're talking about, is Brendan came out after the game, and I think he's been interviewed by the BBC, and someone said he had to make a few changes during the game. Was the back three not working? And he denied that it was a back three. He said, that, well, it was a four, and the, the head of your whoever it was, with Chris McLaughlin maybe, doesn't really matter. He kind of felt a bit sheepish and thought, well, I've made an ass of myself here. But it was clearly a back three. Yeah. Benkovic was almost on the touchline. He was pretty much a left back. Ayer was the same on the other side and Boyata was in the middle. So, I so don't, who was the four, supposedly? I don't, I don't have absolutely no idea. Tierney, uh, but the, the, no point I, was Tierney. Ayer sort of played right back, but right. he did eventually. It's no use. He's not a right back. No, no. Do you know what's yeah. funny? Do you know what's funny about this? How the, the right back's a bit of a crock. We can't rely on him. We're going to have to play three at the back this season. And do you know who was saying all that? Remember the remember the mystery Celtic player, Marvin Comper? I was sitting beside at breakfast, was having a moan about how the oh, team yeah, was yeah. going to be playing. That, no joke, that is exactly what he was saying. He was like, we're going to have to play three at the back. You need a centre-back. I'm there. I'm not getting a shout. I'm not getting a chance to play. The right-back is going to get roasted, so I should be in with a chance. I should be playing. And um, So Marvin Comper knew what he was talking about way back when. I feel like this back three at the moment, I quite like a back three on paper. I quite like a 3-4-3 three, three team. I think Celtic could look really good at this, but I feel like right now the back three is shoehorning players in because we've signed this Benkovic yep. and we need to get him in the team somehow. We can't drop Boyata or Ayer because they've been keeping clean sheets. For all everyone talks about the defence being poor, it's not. they're not the problem at the no, moment because they've kept about four clean sheets in a row. Yes. As as so, but <laughs> we're, we're shoehorning Benkovic in because we need to get him in the team because he's, he's here now. I feel like it's it's been forced due to lack of options now, and I don't want to, I don't want this to turn into yet another rant about the transfer window. We've done that absolutely to death, but I feel like this is left us with few options. As Melly said, we've got we're stuck between two formations now, and it's just a case of how do we fit such and such players onto the park rather than finding the right system to get the games won. When you go back to when we were flying, Brendan Rodgers first season, Brown, Armstrong, Rogic. Forrest or Roberts, Sinclair and Dembele. We've lost what, three of them mm. and Sinclair's not on form at all. So we've went from a team that can go undefeated, scoring all the goals, and two seasons on, we're remarkably weaker where we need to be. It's just, it's unacceptable. We've no, not replaced them, they've nobody making runs. And the back three, I quite like it. But again, see your two wide players. That's easy to stop because you just mm. double up on the wide player and then you've got nothing. There's no, we don't put any crosses in. Most of the goals we've scored this season have either been like Boyata's from the set piece yeah. or 
breakaway counter-attack goals. We're not creating much in open play whatsoever. It's And you can tell, you can just see it coming in every game. We're going to struggle in most games now. Why do you, why do you think it is, though? I mean, everyone can see, even presumably Brendan Rodgers can see at this stage, guys, that we're, we're not creating enough chances. We're, it, when teams sit back against us, we seem to lack creativity. Yeah. We seem to sort of pass side to side. But what, why do you think that is? The way i seen it the other night, it was three at the back, two wing-backs, Cham and Brown in the middle, in front of them, Armstrong and Rogic, eh, Armstrong, McGregor and Rogic, and then <laughs> Ed, I know, <laughs> just want him back, <laughs> eh, and Edward up front, so by my judgement, teams will just leave a back three on it, because there's three of them, so they can just pass between them, mm. That if there was two, you'd only have one option to pass, whereas there's three, you can just go between, that gives teams time to sit in. All they have to do is cut off the wide supply so they've got, they can double up on the wide players. And then there's one striker and two behind that. So you just block that space between defence and midfield. So that cuts off all the options. The players are all good players, but it's a formation that's easily countered, I feel. Yeah, by, by, just, by that low block in between. Just the blocking up all the spaces. So there's no overloading the wide areas. It gets congested in the middle because you've got Rogic, McGregor, Brown and Cham, that sort of box, and one striker. So there's a severe lack of movement. Rogic isn't the most mobile. There's no incisive passing. McGregor, good player, does a job, but he, he doesn't unlock defences. We yeah. don't have MD that's doing that right now. I like the three at the back, right? I don't know why I do. I just mm. like three at the back. I don't know if subconsciously it just... Sounds more secure having three central defenders at the back, but also like an overlap. Mm, no, and, of course, yeah. and Celtic seem to lack that overlap. But for all these folks, you know, I I don't think I don't like really Forrest's right wing back type role. No, uh, and and as as much as Sinclair isn't as good, they seem to have lost that Sinclair Kieran Tierney overlap that that, that works so well. And I think we probably need to try and find a return a return to that to the overlapping. The wide players. Forrest, to give him his due, he was about as close to a decent performance as we got on, yeah, on yeah. Friday night. I wasn't he, talking specifically. No, no, that's, uh-huh. but I just said he, he tried very hard, but he kept running into trouble. That wasn't really his fault because St. Mirren, to give them credit, defended really well. They signed Anton Ferdinand on the day. <laughs> well, Melly put something in on the, the oft mentioned on here, the TMT WhatsApp group, and he said, Have they. Is Anton Ferdinand playing? And you know how that way you, you, some, you sometimes get a WhatsApp message and your brain doesn't really process it. It's just one of those, you're doing something else and you, you look at it and you think, right, my brain's going to process that in a wee minute. But then I thought, what is he talking about, Anton <laughs> Ferdinand? And I went back and I Googled it and sure enough, they've signed Anton Ferdinand. Do you know where they signed Anton Ferdinand from? The past. <laughs> That's where they came from. Where has he been? Remember, he, was he not one of the big money QPR signings? Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, QPR came in and spent fortune. Right. I think he was one of them. Where did they send him from? Turkey South, or something? South End. Yeah, South End, yeah. was it? Aye. What do we do to combat that? What? Bring in John Terry. <laughs> John Terry. Uh, apparently John Terry, uh, he signed for Spartak Moscow. No, he turned him down. Did he? It, it was on the verge of signing for Moscow. He said that he'd also turned down Rangers. Really? Oh, I, I could see that coming, him and Stevie G. Uh, yeah, John Terry and Anton Ferdinand once had a disagreement about, well, you can Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but as you sort of touched on, Stephen, the problem isn't at the moment the defence. No. The much maligned defence. The problem is up front yeah. and, and, and creating chances and scoring chances. However, with that, I would say that defending, yes, 
the defence is, is doing it well, at least numerically, because we are keeping clean sheets. But ultimately, the defence is part of the attack as well. It's yep. certainly under Brendan Rodgers' system. For the first time in a long time, first time probably ever, I feel like Brendan Rodgers' tactics are, are falling a little bit short at the moment because we move the ball so, so slowly at the moment and we're passing completely without purpose. And the defence come into that as well. You get Boyata taking three and four touches, knocking it out to Ayer. And I know that can work because you're, you're essentially shifting the opposition from side to side, mm-hmm. looking for, you're working the jab, you're kind of looking for holes in the defence. But for the first time, I feel like it's it's purposeless, if that is even a word. It kind of reminded me of, and it might sound like a silly comparison, but Spain in the World Cup, they just pass, 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 pass. And it eventually became sort of a parody of themselves. So I, I don't know what's not clicking. We're, we're still dominating possession, dominating areas of the pitch. We're pushing teams back into their own half, but failing to break them down I, in any way. It's a lot. I think it's. A, I do think it's a lack of of pressure in the final third. Mm. I think we're too pedestrian there. Now you touched on the defence. Might is last word on the defence before we go into the attack because I want to talk about that. Um, I just look. I know I get pounded for this. I still don't think Ayers answer. I don't think he had a good game there. You talk about. Boyata, we what we said on this podcast from about Boyata from day one. Nah, he's not good with the ball. At his he's feet good at there. everything except with the ball at his feet. I thought Ayer had a pretty poor game. Um, it's just I, I, I don't know because it gets shifted out to right back and he ended up playing as basically a right wing back. He was he was the furthest forward yeah. fullback at one point, which is ridiculous. Guys, he's not put together for that. He's no, six he needs foot to stand five. His, I think he needs to stand his ground and say, "I'm a I'm a centre half." That's what I am now. Stop playing me here, there and everywhere. It was at Ibrox last season. They played him as a right back. They started him as a right back and it didn't work at yeah. all. They had Murphy just outrunning him. It, the guy can't do that. And this is... Like, Melly and I did a podcast about the, the fantasy football so what, far. Without me? Yeah, we were talking about you know, the English <laughs> Premier League and we were talking about how all the top scoring players in that league so far, points-wise in the fantasy football, are fullbacks. You can't get away with not playing like proper, yeah. like dedicated fullbacks. You can't do it in modern football. And we've got just... We've just got a habit of throwing anyone in there. Anyone. Ayers right-footed, so stick him out there. Henry. Jack, Jack Henry, I know. That, that was another one. So it's a position that needs addressed. Clearly right-back. We've been hopping on it about the right-back for months now. There's no point going over that. Left-back has sort of been addressed with Izagiri. But again, it's it's something that if Brendan Rodgers is going to make this system work, we need full-backs. Benkovic made his debut. Yeah. Um, I was quite quite excited, quite pleased about that signing. How do you think he done it's fine. Yeah. Even though we went down to ten men, there was shaky moments. To be fair, like in the first half, that this is St Mirren. Their manager barely even done a training with them. Anton Ferdinand's been training with them all week. He's just been shoved in. This is a team that were absolutely hopeless a week or two ago. Yeah. And they're. They're going toe to toe was it? It was brutal to watch. Just on that, sorry, sorry, cut in there. I saw the made as an excuse for Celtic that they've got a new manager bounce, but they've already had a new manager bounce, yes, and they were losing yeah. games left and right. They, they they had a new manager and were pathetic. I'm, I'm glad that the world of uh, football punditry and management is now coming around to my way of thinking. And you, Stephen, I think we've heard this mm. on the podcast for a while. Uh, new managers don't need time. They just you just get rid of one and get a better one and 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 St. Mirren St. Mirren have probably done the, the, the right thing here. Um up front. Just one more thing in the defence. See think I'm trying to think back to the goals we've scored this season. The f- favourite goals domestically have been the Thistle game when Forrest plays Gamboa twice, gets it across, yeah. Rogic and Dembele it was that scored. That's an overlap. That's creating overloads in the wide areas and cutting teams open. 
we can't do that because we've only got tier lane forest and there's nobody going around them or past them, so it's easy to defend against. We're not getting the best out of one of our best players in Kieran Tierney either. No, and he, as much as I said about Forrest, Tierney tried very hard as well. He went, he got to the byline a couple of times, but he's just been hamstrung by the fact that he's got nothing else out there, especially, and I'm sure we'll come on to it after the performance of Ncham. <laughs> we may as well get to that just now, yeah, Ncham's well, performance. Yeah, Ncham. I was at a gig on Friday, so I missed the game, but I was watching you two discuss it amongst <laughs> yourselves on the on the WhatsApp. And from the very first minute, you was like, and Cham's having a howler. Oh, What's he doing? Yeah. He's rotten. What's going on? And then he gets sent off, and you was like, that was coming. <laughs> like, uh, I said I said it after like 25 minutes, didn't I? Yeah, Get him right. off, because he can't he can't go on like this. It was like, it was Olivier Kyle. It was Kyle against Kilmarnock. <laughs> Olivier Kyle. Right, Olivier Kyle. We try to get sent off in the free each game, at. Have you got a bet on, mate? What are you doing? It was ridiculous challenges, one after the other. Didn't give the ref any choice whatsoever. It was part Kyle, part Lustig, because I likened it... that's terrible. (laughs) What combination that is. I likened it to Lustig because he was doing that thing that Lustig sometimes is guilty of, and he gets sent off for it at one point not so long ago as well, but he's having bad touches and having to foul to recover from Mm -hmm. those bad touches, and Cham did it about three or four times. And to go on to Brendan Rodgers' second baffling comment after the game that we've discussed, he sort of criticised the ref for it. Now, there are, there are many things, myriad reasons to criticise that ref for that game, but I don't think sending off in Cham was one of them. Realistically, you could have booked him about four times yeah. in, the, in the opening half an hour. And see, even if he'd let that second booking go, he was getting sent off on his next challenge anyway. Yeah. He'd, he'd he made should have so been many fouls. Yeah, That's and, the manager's fault. He should have subbed him. Yeah, and deliberate handball. He didn't get booked for that. So... There were so many reasons to book him and it was coming anyway, whether it was on the 40th minute or was the 35th minute or something, he eventually went, or or the 51st minute he was getting sent off. We've, we've not been scoring enough goals this season. Hmm. It's uh, It's been pretty poor. And uh, At Moravchik67, who sort of digs up Celtic stats, is a pretty yeah, good, good, account, account, yeah. a good account to follow. He, sort of, um, he came and says, it won't be a surprise, I'm sure, but we are, we're off to our worst scoring start in the league since 1993-94 season. In the first five games... We've only scored five goals. In 1993-94, it was four. Um, the next worst season in comparison was Burns' 1995 team, where we only scored eight goals. There's absolutely no, no denying that, um, that we're struggling in the final third. How do you think Edward has been since his permanent signing? Up and down, but mostly down recently. I think his last good game was arguably Rosenborg, maybe. Let me ask up. you one of my, fav- my, fa- my famous what-ifs. What if he wasn't on loan last season and we just went out and spent nine million pounds for <laughs> <Right>. him? How <laughs> would you how would you feel about that right now? Yeah, you make a good point. He'd be under massive pressure already if the history wasn't there and he'd just signed and he'd scored a couple early on, scored that cracking goal against Rosenborg, but it taken the dip he has. Aye, I, I see your point there. It's difficult. Well, the games we had, he's coming back from injury. He's probably not up to match speed right mm. now, is he? Because he is getting subbed off. There's a lot of pressure to put on a guy that age. Last January, Brendan Rodgers tried to address something by bringing in Rosonda. Now, it didn't work out, but he was still trying to address a problem within the team by bringing him in. Somebody to create chances yeah. for guys like Dembele at the time and Edward. It didn't work out, but that was a guy he brought in for a specific reason. It didn't work out, so we just reverted back to what we had. But he was still trying to do something. Yeah. Yet, Musonda goes and nobody comes in. Other players left as well, which we spoke about. So, we're not addressing problems. We weren't creating a lot of chances last year. And it's just the exact same as happened. So, our striker is isolated up there. 
even the game the other night, like you can say Edward didn't play well. We didn't create a single chance for the guy. What he didn't have anything to work with. So Stephen, it's a uh, Mel makes a good point about the issues not being addressed and still carried over into this season. But I, my point to you, I'm going to be Peter Lowell again here. <laughs> uh, my point to you would be, it's your problem, Brendan. You you have you have the players there. I don't want to hear it. It hearts Hibs Rangers. Um, Motherwell, all these other teams in the league score plenty of goals, Hibs especially score plenty of goals without Charlie Masson Daniel Lennon works with what he's got there's no point you saying I'm trying X formation that requires a player I don't have a player so I'm going to stick with X formation whether it works or not Yeah, You're, you're right and none of these teams as you say have the resources Celtic do none of them have a Tom Rogic, none of them have a Callum McGregor, James Forrest, Tieran Tierney there's no excuse to be failing utterly to break down teams. And look at the start to the season of Fadre. Nothing each draw was St Mirren. Narrowly beat Hamilton Ackies 1-0. Beat Rangers 1-0, but that was a, a dominant yeah. display. I think we can take that out because we don't really have any concerns over being able to beat Rangers. They were losing to Hearts, again, failing to score. So something is wrong here. You make make a good point with Charlie Masonda, and I look at the Charlie Masonda thing very differently to most people because most people seem to think, well, well, he doesn't need to replace because he wasn't playing anyway. Whereas I look at that situation and think, well, that's all the more reason to replace him if it didn't work out because you make the perfect point. He was brought in to do something. Yeah. So you don't try something, it fails, and then you go, well, that didn't work. So let's, yeah. move, let's move on. Let's not try anything else. If that doesn't work, it was obviously a huge move. We tried to get this guy for about 18 months beforehand. He threw huge wages at it. So you don't just look at that and go, well complete failure let's just let's just leave it bring in Daniel Arzani with a with a view to playing him in three months time it's a kind of a sad day when I'm I'm actually looking at Lewis Morgan just now going you better be good you better be good because <laughs> the scattergun is out now we're, we're all looking at the players who aren't playing and thinking well I, I agree what you're saying but my, my I think my, my last closing argument on this St Mirren thing is Celtic have enough you know I don't I'm, I'm really getting a bit tired I'm not saying the, the excuses that we're making this but, but I'm just like there is no excuse there is literally no excuse for not beating St Mirren, not performing better in the league. These teams sitting against you, that's fine, but they were doing that. Since Celtic were a team, teams have been sitting in against Celtic and we've yeah. been having to find ways to beat them. So if what you're trying isn't working, you switch it up. We we are where we are just now, so there's no point bringing up the, the transfer window or, or who is or isn't in the team. Lee Griffiths, new contract. Where does he sort of? Where does he fit in things? Where does he fit in this formation? I mean, do you see him as? Could you replace Edward for Griffiths? Would that make any difference? I would just now. To be perfectly honest, yeah. I'd give Griffiths a run because Edward isn't isn't working. Whether you stick Edward out to the left or not, I, I don't know. But I don't see why not with Griffiths. Griffiths isn't the perfect player. I'm not going to sit here and to, to an extent, I'm I'm doing what I've just. Well, I've just sort of laughed at a minute ago. I'm looking at the guy who isn't playing, thinking, well, he's the answer. Yeah. And, and it, it might not necessarily be. But what Griffiths has always done for Celtic, as we've seen, is scored goals. Whether he fits into systems or not is a completely different argument, because arguably he probably doesn't. He's not the most sort of tactically aware player. Yeah. He just goes out and does what he does best in that, in that score. We're going to need to change something. I don't think the two is going to work the way it did with Edward and Dembele. Never. No, with the way with Griffiths. Griffiths doesn't really work like that. Could he come off off the right on occasion? Play no, the sort of Aryan Robin? That, that didn't work before no. when we've tried it. He played against Red Imps off the right-hand side. Yeah, <laughs> See, I'm trying, I, once again, I'm trying not to be overly dramatic on this, but for the first time in a long time, maybe even ever under Brendan Rodgers, I'm actually worried about this team because yeah. they're not playing well. And we've just seen a season of it, of this kind of thing. I'm not sitting here saying Rangers are going to win the league. Oh no, this is terrible. But at the same time, these games need to be won because... 
Melly's made the point before that Rangers don't need to beat Celtic to win the league. They just need to do better against the teams that Celtic are struggling against and they'll make up those points elsewhere. But Hearts, Hearts are strolling it. Just now. Yeah. <laughs> They're the biggest threat to 10 in a row. But I'm not worried about losing the league just yet. But this becomes a worry if we go another five games playing playing the same way. If we're 10 games into the season still playing like this, it becomes a concern. I just worry that it's it's going to be a long old season watching these games where we can only play against Rangers. Turn up against against Rangers every single time, but we just kind of get these games won for whatever reason. It's, um, you know it's a bad game when the Twitter account gets inundated right. with, with people's <laughs> thoughts, and it would be unfair not to read some of them mm. out and uh, get your thoughts on it. Christopher Smith uh, at CGS80, manager has to carry the can for why the same group of players can be so poor. I'd agree with them into this point, but then he says compared to last season. I think this is a carbon copy of last season, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, and you... Look at someone I brought up there, Tom Rogic. We're getting absolutely nothing out of him just now. I'm not going to say his whole season has been poor because I think a lot of people have forgotten about the Livingston game in which he was absolutely brilliant. And I know that's only Livingston, but at the time we thought Livingston, they're definitely going down because they were so poor against Celtic. They look like a team of cloggers. But we look at the league table just now. Celtic are only ahead of them by a goal at the moment. And if it wasn't for that defence, Livingston have actually outscored Celtic this season in over five games, which is unforgivable. And if it wasn't for that defence that's always getting a hard time about it, we'd actually be sitting behind Livingston in the league table just now. At renowned ranking, Melly thinks that uh, it's not fun to watch. He thinks Edward is maybe too green to lead the line. Just, I don't know if that comes out. I mean, Dembele was very young. He was, and he's shown his <clears> class before, but as I said earlier, we didn't create any chances for him. It's not as no. if he's missing one-on-ones or he's missing anything. There's nothing being created. In, if you put Griffiths in... Yes, he's not very tactically aware, but he'll take a shot. And yeah. we don't have enough players just simply taking shots. It's he can just... create something out of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Can. Even if it's a pot shot, whatever. He did that at the end of the game, which was unfortunately offside. It was definitely offside, as yeah. we said. But he did stick one away and you think, well, all it takes is one with Griffiths. Edward, Edward looked really bad against St Mirren, but as you say, Melly, it's not, it's not really his fault. He looks bad because he's having to come out of the box and fashion his own chances yeah. because there's nothing created for him. That, that's yeah. the whole thing like, when you're with, under Brendan Rodgers. It was fun to watch. That first season, you you couldn't wait for the next game. Now I'm looking at it like Stephen thinking, this is going to be a slog this season. Mm. Like, there's a fair chance we will win games comfortably, but I'm not going into any games now thinking, oh, canter the day. It's more... Hopefully we get through this one. And that's not the way it should be. Brian McCogan Melly actually agrees with you. He tweeted to say, compared to Brendan Rodgers' season one, I don't feel like Celtic create enough chances. It's a steady decline. Do you think it's a... I mean, do you think it's a steady decline? Do you think that's what we're seeing? A team in decline? Yeah. Or do you think that's a bit harsh? No, I said that it's the end of the road for this team. If you look at it from back to front, the defence is pretty much made up of Ronnie Dylan, Neil Lennon signings. Yep. Midfield was still relying on Rogic, McGregor, Brown, Forrest, all there before Rodgers, and up front, Griffiths or Edwards. So there's there's been nobody that's come in that's made a significant difference, and that's unacceptable at this point, three, three seasons in. We're actually weaker than we were when he first came in. That's not the way it should be. That is absolutely criminal, considering the money we've brought in and the trophies we've won. Just on St Mirren, though, it's a, it's a really good result for them just to turn around their season. They've been absolutely diabolical so far. I think they, they'd only won two of their nine games so far, and that's including the Betfred Cup, that ultimately led to Alan Stubbs getting the sack after four league games, which is remarkable. Now, 
There must have been more to uh, that. There must be, yeah. That, that's you don't you don't just get the sack that early on without there just being a complete disaster. Do you know what he done? Apparently, do you know what he done? He done the old Brian Clough. Right. Don't care what you've won. Don't care how you've won it. Right. You take all your old medals and you can stick them right in the bin because this is a new season and a new challenge. And they all went, screw you, and uh, decided not to play for him. This is Alan Stubbs too. Right now, it's not very good at Celtic, but there was a point where we, one of us in this room, was considering him to be Celtic manager because we were that bad under dialer. I'm not going to name who it was. <laughs> name it. Was it me? It was me. Oh, right. <laughs> thank God. Thank God it wasn't me, man. But we're not going to sit here and slag Alan Stubbs because he's a friend of the podcast. There's yeah. an exclusive interview available at patreon.com forward slash 20 minutes. Really nice guy, actually. Yeah, it's great. He gave us, gave us some of his time. It's good to see some... Like, I didn't realise they'd signed Anton Ferdinand. I also didn't realise they'd signed Ryan Edwards who I've kind of praised oh, in the past. Hey, I've praised him in the past uh, when he played for Thistle for getting right in about Scott Brown and looking like he kind of relished the challenge. You fancy him. Yep, he, he, turned, <laughs> up, he, he turned up again uh, for St Mirren, looking, still looking like a like a sort of sexy pirate from the, the cover he, of a romance novel. Looks a bit like a, a cheap version of the guy who played Aquaman in the most uh, <laughs> yeah, recent exactly uh, right. Batman uh, movies. What's his name again? I don't know. Jason Momoa? Aye. Aye, aye, aye absolute dime. The other man will make you feel inadequate. No, wouldn't, wouldn't make me feel inadequate because I'm a podcast superstar and, <laughs> and he's only a movie star. But aye, well... He couldn't do what you do, James. Could you do what he does, arguably? I think that's what spurred him on. I can't hold hold my breath for 15 minutes underwater. (laughs) Can you remember the last time St Mirren beat Celtic? Now, they hadn't played in the league since 2015. Beat them in the Cup in the Invincible season, is that right? 4-1 or something? Yeah. Um, But they hadn't played in the league since 2015. But the last time St Mirren beat Celtic... It wasn't a 4-0 game, was it? No, it was a semi-final of the League Cup in 2013. See, when you look back, Neil Lennon had some absolute stinkers in Cups, didn't he? He did, but he had some great results as well. Yeah, well, that's true. But Stevie Thompson scored, as did Gon Calves and Paul McGowan, former Celtic ace. But this... Mind Paul McGowan paid by a tag. Played by a tag on for Dundee a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure it was. Did he? Uh, I didn't know that. (laughs) The old Jermaine Pennant. I I don't think this result counts, though, because we had Zaluska and Lassad in the team. In that game, Mulgrew missed a penalty, conceded a penalty, and then scored an injury time consolation. So quite the afternoon for Chuckles Mulgrew. We could have brought him back. Yeah, so yeah. He's uh, a... We should have brought him back, probably. Um, Did you see that thing on Twitter where someone was tweeting him saying, are you coming back to Celtic? And then someone ploughed in saying, oh, as if he's going to answer. And then he did. (laughs) He came back and said, looking forward to the season with Blackburn. There you go. And asked and answered. Anyway, that's enough of St Mirren. Um, Thankfully. Yeah, just just, just in case you didn't pick up my my pre-match moan there. No more of this. Mm. Absolutely no more of it. We've got Kelly coming up. And and we'll get to Kelly. In fact, you won't just talk about Kelly just now. May as well. Steve Clark is Brendan Rodgers' nemesis. Absolutely. I still haven't beaten Steve Clark at Kilmarnock. Huh. Played them four times last season. Steve Clark was in charge for three of those. It was Lee McCulloch. The Lee McCulloch game was what, that the 5-0 game or something. Uh, that Wonder Street. Yeah. Ben played in. Um, <laughs> My boy. <laughs> that's right. So still to defeat Steve Clark as manager of Kelly. Now the big change there is that Malumbu has switched sides he's yes. turned heel and he's he's joined Celtic but it's two draws two draws and a defeat to Steve Clark's commandment so far I've only scored one goal against him and it was that goal Griffith scored after being played through by a wonder pass from Kuasi yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's by no means an easy game to come back off of this poor do result. they still have their plastic pitch or did you yes. tear that up yeah, they do, do yeah. yeah there you go so plastic pitch away to Kilmarnock uh, Melee. just win it there's no, no. Know. It's just getting to the point where I'm going oh 
Rosenberg game on Thursday. Oof. Kilmarnock yeah. away, going to it. Maybe they want my ticket. Kilmarnock's <laughs> 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 usually a good away trip because you always get a good portion of the stadium, but you just worry about the team. The, the game last year, was it Boyata that went off injured early doors? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and right. uh, Musonda started and it just never clicked at all. And you could see the Malumbu goal coming. He was brilliant that day. But you're just wondering right now, where are the goals going to come for Celtic, no matter who we're playing against? That's We're going to have tough games against Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, but we can't beat St Mirren. So that's a team you're thinking... That, that's a definite, and not even that's a definite. So we're going into a tougher game now, and you're worried? Bad news, selection-wise as well. It's a plastic pit, so we might be missing Jozo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not even in the bench anymore, is No, I wouldn't no, have thought he's, so. he's, he's, I think Jozo's binned. Nah, surely. Uh, See, when you look at the squad, that we've spent, just spent an entire transfer window, they're going, we need a centre-half, we need a centre-half, there's nothing there. Then you're, seven? Uh, you're, <laughs> it's just It's just that they're all absolute garbage. Jack Hendry, I don't know, I think he's back training, but I can't help but wonder... I'm not saying this type of thing goes on, but I can't help but wonder about the timing of that injury because it just seems to have come along at the exact right time to get him out of the firing line because it was going so horribly, horribly wrong yeah. for Jack Henry. He didn't play for Scotland, but to be fair. So no, I, 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 think, I think the injury is the injury's genuine. Do you think we'll see a change of formation? Do you think? I, I think we need to. I think... I, I doubt Kamarnock are going to sit in and frustrate. They might, um, but they'll probably fancy their chances of getting something from this game. Do you think uh, we'll see the change? Do you think we'll bring Malumbu in, do you think? We might have to. Cham's obviously suspended, so hmm. what do we do? Do we pull McGregor back? I I would honestly like to see us go back to the basics. I'd probably go Brown and Malumbu, and then I'd go Forrest, McGregor and Sinclair and Eduardo Griffiths up front. Like, you could even put Rogic in instead of McGregor. For all McGregor's doing good, I just don't think he's on form now. He's hmm. not, he's contrib- not contributing much in games. He's in games, but he's just he's not unlocking defences. So I think we could go back to basics, back to the four two three one, and just please start winning games, eh? <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, uh, it really is that simple. Yeah, and Kelly aren't in the greatest of form. It has to be said. They've only won half of their games this season, losing three of the last four, including at the weekend there to Hibs away. <laughs> what was the score in that game? Three two. Uh, yeah, another, another mental uh, game another, for Hibs. Absolute yeah. screaming of a free kick. Camberry's a decent player by the way we'll kill that stone dead we'll draw nothing each with Hibs no Good. bother Good. Ruin, That's what I want to ruin their scoring oh, there's no chance they're not scoring against us no, <laughs> selection wise yeah I can't disagree with Melly. I think it's maybe time to give Sinclair a go he hasn't featured really at all recently after looking not bad I don't yeah. really know what's happened there I think it's formation again I, I mm. think I think things have conspired a bit against uh, Sinclair I know he's everybody knows look I'm just never going to mention the first season again. I'm not going to mention it for Brendan Rodgers. I'm not going to mention it for Sinclair. I'm not going to mention it for anyone. But Sinclair is a wide option yeah. um, on the left, which I think we could really use. And if him and Tierney start overlapping, if if there's a bit of doubling up on that on that side, I think that'd be that'd be good for us. I think maybe things have conspired against Sinclair. I think it's poor form and this change of formation have meant that there's no real space for him anymore. But I'd agree. I'd, I'd bring him back in because I, I want to. I want to see this going. I really miss the. The games from last season where we had such a strong left-hand side, everything would come down the left and it would be everything, as you say, Tierney and Sinclair combining, but you would have McGregor out there as well, just knitting everything together, everything the two of them did together, just controlling, just dictating, being the wee metronome over there, but we don't get any of that anymore. What we've got just now is just Tierney bombing up and down, Mm. just indiscriminately running from one corner flag to another, and it's, it's not working. We need need to try something different and if it's reverting to what made us good last season then 
and I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be against it. So that's I mean the the killer game is on the Sunday, um, but before that we've got Thursday Sunday duty now that we're in the Europa League. Um, Rosenberg. Don't know anything about them. Film, <laughs> film me in on this, uh, this well, mystery I think team. they're from Denmark. Right. Um, <laughs> all bad. the same out there. Um, <laughs> we've probably played them more often in the last two seasons than we've played Kilmarnock. <laughs> um, thoroughly bored of them. We did knock them out of the Champions League um, at the qualifying phase. We then progressed, as everyone knows, and got knocked out by Ike Athens, and we meet again. Um, but they've been quite good. Apparently, since 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 we last beat them, undefeated since they played ten um, since playing Celtic, and they're, they're undefeated. They are, I think, as it stood when I looked into this, they were one point off the top in the Norwegian table, but they had a game in hand over Bran. Whether they've played yesterday or today, I'm, I'm not sure. But they're they're up there challenging. However, the most telling stat for me is that they've scored twenty one goals since playing Celtic, and Celtic have got fourteen. Mm. His lordship. The, the Emperor, Lord Benthurst, is... What is, an insufferable <laughs> I think is unavailable. He missed their game, their most recent game, I think, with a hamstring injury. So is that a bad thing, though, for them? Who, who knows? Because they seem to be sharing their goals around a lot. They've got that Levi, Jonathan Levi, mm. if, or Levy, however you pronounce it. Was it Soderlund? Helland? Who knows if they're going to have Helland back? <laughs> Melling, Melling has scored for them as well. The guy we all advocated yeah. just... Steal him. So it's going to be a tricky game. As as we said when the, the draw was made, Celtic have every right to be confident about it because they have proven over the, the course of games, that's what these games are for, they've proven they're the better team. However, I, d- I don't think there's so much in between the two teams that, that it's a, a, a given, it's an easy three points, certainly not. It's an easy blueprint to play Celtic now. Teams mm. you just look at how Hamilton, how St Mirren play them and that's, that's how Rosenberg have played against us every time. They've tried to sit in, try to frustrate us. Once we would obviously we'd rather be in the Champions League, but you're into Europa League. We're not playing well then, so you think let's get a wee game to get us going. And then your first game's Rosenberg. You're like, why couldn't it be one of the other games just to get a wee bit of excitement? Yeah. It had to be the worst game. But we, do you think we, Rosenberg's the worst game? Do you think Rosenberg's the toughest tie? No, not, it, not like that. Just like the least exciting game. Yeah, it's the it? least exciting. But I'm I'm glad it's it's this now because the way Celtic are playing. As I've just said, it's not going to be an easy three points by any stretch of the imagination, but it's our easiest chance of getting a, a confidence-boosting three points. Yeah, See if it's we were playing, vital we win this game. Yeah. We need to win this game. See if you were playing Leipzig away, you'd be really worried about this, just in the, the way Celtic are playing just now. But, so I think Rosenborg could be the, just the right the right sort of boost at the right time. But not, I'm not, as I've said, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Not, not a chance. What sort of order of difficulty do you place the teams? You think, where do you think Rosenborg might finish in the group? Where do you think they sit? I think maybe Leipzig probably the toughest tie. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. And then Rosenberg or Salzburg behind them. Salzburg think? behind them and yeah. Rosenberg. And then Rosenberg. So we're really looking for the three points in this game. We send Rosenberg off to Leipzig. Sorry, it's the other way about. Actually, Leipzig come to come to Rosenberg. And if you look at these groups based on seedings and draws and things like that, then as always, you put the the top team at the the, the top. You, you assume they're going to come top, and then it, from there on, it becomes a race for second. So yeah. I'm assuming, looking at that, that it's going to be Leipzig strong favourites for it, and then three teams who don't have a huge amount between them all fighting out for second. It's a tough draw because Leipzig are the third seed in this group, mm. Salzburg at the top. So it's a lot tougher than. I sorry, that's what I meant. I, that's what I meant by seeding. I don't, I don't mean. That, that's the way they were drawn. I was just, I just mean in terms of stature. I think every game is going to be difficult for yeah. us, and that is due to the fact that these teams are decent. They will be organised, but it's due to us as well. Like we're not creating chances, so every game is going to be difficult. 
Again, you're thinking, oh, it's a big game, they'll turn up. But as Jamie's saying, I'm, I'm sick of that. No, turn up for every game. Because <laughs> I'm sitting watching every game and geese a break here. Man. Listeners, regular listeners to us will, will know that we are not these guys who, who wheel out that tiled old line about how we pay our money. We, we deserve yeah. wins every single game. We, we don't talk about that. We're very realistic, if nothing else. We, we're, we're more than realistic at times. We're not saying, like, we, we should we win every game. We've got an absolute right to this. But at the same time, we just want an increased level of performance yeah. uh, to be honest Rosenberg and the Europa League represents an opportunity for Celtic to go into a European competition and actually win some football games yeah. and not get spanked about the place 4, 5, 6, 7 nils all the time you know so Celtic it's another test as far as Celtic are concerned it's a test to prove themselves on the international stage and if Celtic are going to pick and choose what games are big games and what games are going to perform for and what games are not going to perform for which I don't agree with anyway but beyond no mistake, this is a game you perform for because yeah. this is an opportunity here to, to show and prove something. We got a comment there that you read out, Jamie, saying that asking whether it was a, a sort of slow decline. I probably now agree with that because I feel like everything I'm about to say just now, every time I go to open my mouth, I feel like I've said it six months ago. I feel like I was going to say there that sometimes it's human nature to be more up for the bigger games than, than the sort of run drug, of the mill. Yeah, the run of the mill kind of domestic games. But then I, th- I said, I said that I've said that exact sentence like not not so long ago, and I think, well, how long has this been happening for then? How long have I been excusing these poor performances by saying, well, you know, it'll come back around? It, it has to change soon. That's why at the start of this, this season, I was like, I'm not sugarcoating it anymore because mm. we could go back to last season and replace Sabirin's name with Dundee mm. in a nil-nil game, and just it's the same problems that haven't been addressed, and it is difficult not to repeat ourselves. Like, the transfer window has cost us. It's all down to that, isn't it? Hmm. And it's just, things haven't been addressed. And I don't really think it's a slow decline. I think it's quite a quick, quite gradual sharp, yeah. decline. It's not been good enough. One thing I saw doing the rounds last night is that Celtic, in every European group competition they've done, they've never won their opening game. Have they not? No. Well, let's win this one. Yeah, because I would be that. very, very angry if we didn't. <laughs> Um, Europe League squad was announced anybody surprise you there that wasn't included in it that you thought perhaps should have been included in it initially it's strange that Arzani's not in it like, hmm. why it, would you not put him in it bit of a strange comment on Arzani wasn't it that he's no up to fitness he's nowhere he needs to be I mean compare and contrast that with Armstrong Oakleflex who was a bit of a mystery signing for us but Brendan Rodgers is speaking highly of him um, Maxi Muscles Armstrong Oakleflex Maxi yeah. Muscle, yeah um it's, Azani, do you think when do you think we'll see him do you think we will see him it's so hard to say it's, it's been a, a strange one I think it has confused a lot of people who brought this guy in and unfortunately it has gone the way that you know he's the replacement for Roberts there's too many there's too many parallels there for it for it not to be because he's come from Man City he's at a similar age to Patrick Roberts so I suppose the perception was always going to be that he's going to be the next guy because mm. it's a similar length of loan but Roberts didn't come in and play right away. But I don't think we were urged to have this level of patience no. about it. So Chris Davis came out and said that he's, he's miles... Well, he didn't use those words. It wasn't his harsh, but essentially he's miles off in terms of conditioning. But so, I mean, he's 19 years old. When, when does that, that come? Does. I know. Absolutely no use. I know. And on that, we will we will wrap up episode 150, as it's entitled, of the podcast. Um if you like this, we've been running for a couple of months now, our Patreon, you can check that out. It's patreon.com slash 20minutetims, where we do, we did start with two, but it's now it's numerous extra yeah, yeah. podcasts. Just, just keeps coming. What have we got on there? We've got exclusive interviews with Sean Maloney and Alan Stubbs. We've Inter- got podcasts on the, the Seville Cup final. We've got match mailbags. Companions. Yeah, match companions. We're going to do a match Q&A's. companion for 
all the away Europa League ties. We're doing a Q and A, which we're about to we're about to record. Actually, yeah. as we sit down, a question answer, and you guys do the fantasy football, which is more of an English Premier League podcast now. Yeah. You sit down once a month and talk about the slag, Martin. Boy, slag. Oh, boy, it has <laughs> oh, absolutely awful. Um, yeah, so check that out. We're on Spotify. If you want to listen to us, you can get us on Spotify with a numerous other things. Uh, we're also on TuneIn. We're on the Celtic News Now app. Uh, you can listen to us directly on the internet. There's a million ways you can catch the podcast if you want to listen to it. Thanks for listening. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.